Hey everybody, it's Stuart Thompson. I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new comedy album out now. Yes, now. It's called Dandy Man from Radland Records. And you can get it anywhere that you get your albums, including Apple Music, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, Tidal, and YouTube. I hope you listen to it and I hope you really enjoy it. You can get it anywhere you get your albums. Just look up Stuart Thompson, that's S-T-U-A-R-T, and Dandy Man is the name of the album. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the Late Night hey. Podcast with Stuart and Luke. I'm Stuart Thompson. I'm verified on Twitter. That's Luke Schwartz. Uh, we've got an excellent conversation coming up with a dear friend of ours, a comedy store uh, mm -hmm. The most comedy store adjacent person without being a comedian, uh, Andy Booker. Of she New York was comedy. a comedian. I remember her being a comedian a couple times, actually. Oh, yeah. She did do some yeah. sets. She's she also the booker yeah. of the New York Comedy Club and the director of operations there. It's Amy Hawthorne. Mm -hmm. So get it's excited for that. It's a good episode. This yeah. is a good, yeah, a good catching up with friends uh, episode. Mm -hmm. We we get into some fun stuff, so get excited mm -hmm. for that. Follow uh, us on Twitter at the L8 Night Show, the Late Night Show on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And uh, you can also um, follow me at Stuart B. Thompson on all the socials. Uh, my website, StuartThompsonComedy.com. Go buy my album. It's a nice uh, nice thing to listen to, especially around these holidays. I know some people are feeling uh, very alone because they're not spending the holidays with their loved ones or the people mm. they would like to be spending it with. So, If um, you love yourself, you'll never be alone unless you are. Right. So what better way to love yourself or miss your loved ones than to listen to Dandy Man, my first album. It's really Whoa. fun, so I recommend you listen to it. It's a, it, I mean, you always uh, candy is usually in a stocking, so this is a perfect stocking stuffer because it's the Candy Lad CD. Nope, nope it's <laughs> You're Dandy getting a Man. CD of it right in there. It's a digital download. It doesn't even take up space, uh, mm -hmm. except maybe on your hard drive. Um, so it so, does. Yeah, but not like Somewhere. physical space. Somewhere it takes up space. There's like server, those big server rooms that you see in Silicon sure. Valley and, you know, movies. Let's get more into the nitty gritty of this. Um. <laughs> well, it, I, I just want to say it's my birthday as we're recording this. And boy, yes, am I is. so happy. Happy sweet 16, baby. Yes, I can. I got my learner's permit and it's I'm hitting the road. Um, <laughs> I yes, Stuart, Stuart. Would you say one of your love languages is gift giving? Yes, I would. You are a great gift giver. Oh, I, thanks. My, mine is words of affirmation mm -hmm. and acts of service somewhat and definitely like physical touch. But yeah. I am not a good gift giver. I've never given Stuart a great gift. I've given him gifts, but I've never given him a great. And Stuart over the years has bought me so many nice things. Stuart got me... <laughs> An MLS hat. I, you know, I hate soccer. But he's a fan um, of the league. I like, I like, I, ha I have an NBA hat. I yes. have an MLB hat. Yes. And this one is a little more specific than I usually go because it is the MLS inaugural season and it has a player's signature on it. It is what I could find that was an MLS hat that was also like mm -hmm. something that I thought you might actually wear. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I've worn it a bunch. Dope. And it's really good. But also, Stuart wrote such a sweet note, that motherfucker, like, really, <laughs> like, touched me. And I was not expecting it. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thanks, Stuart, okay? Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Stuart literally wasn't asking for this. Um <laughs> This is your uh, yeah. gift. And your so we have a birthday interview with Amy Hawthorne coming up. Yeah. So enjoy that, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks. For, <laughs> all right. Happy cool. birthday, Luke. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ben. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are very excited to have uh, a dear old friend, and this is the brilliant thing about podcasting. Emphasis in a pandemic. on dear we and get old. To talk to people. 
We were just talking about it. I'm sorry. Uh, that's roasting. That's I'm already roasting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We get to talk to people who are across the country and all across the world, and this is someone who we used to hang out with a lot of t- times at the comedy store. It's Amy Hawthorne. Hi. It's so nice to see you. It's so nice to see both of you. Sup, dog? What a delight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, fe- I'm feeling the 2012 emotions yeah. uh, wash over me, because uh, I think that is when I first met you, give or take. That sounds uh, right. Uh, so, to give people a little bit of context of or how... Uh, how I how I got to know you is you were someone who was mm-hmm. sort of uh, ever present at the comedy store, and then you slowly became part of the staff of the store as anyone who hangs out there mm-hmm. long enough. Might and then af- and then after this, tell everyone your favorite memory of me. But after this, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favorite memory of you, and I'm sorry, I'm going in the reverse order, is right now that your Zoom name is L Money. I mean, that's it's very professional, priceless. Yeah, forever. of course. Um, a very recent memory. Wow, I really but, didn't make much of an impression, did I? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took time to marinate. Uh, but yeah, I was, uh, I, the term I like to use is comedy adjacent. So I did all kinds of stuff. I hung, I mean, I just started hanging around at the comedy store because I liked comedy, which I didn't know until I was like 29 years old. I thought, eh, whatever, that's fine. Like, you anyway, were right. Never mind. That's a whole <laughs> it is yeah. just fine. It's fine. Um, but just through a series of weird events and coincidences, I ended up being around the comedy store a few times, and I was like, this place is fantastic. It is some kind of dark magic that I love, <laughs> and I'm just going to come here every day for the rest of my life now. And um, then, because I'm a good girl from New England, I was like, well, you can't just enjoy things, so you better find a way to make this your job. So I did all kinds of stuff. I did people's websites. I did social media for people. I did social media for uh, Sal's Comedy Hole for a mm-hmm. while, if anyone That's remembers that. That's where I met that. you. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that might be... Actually, I think I met Stuart at the store, but I was going to say, yeah. I've met a lot of... That's where I met a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, at some point, I was. I did about a year of actually working at the store, although I am pretty sure I did more work for the store when I was not an employee because I looked like I had answers like where is the bathroom and I did yeah so <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I, uh, I definitely I showed a lot of customers where the bathroom was <laughs> yeah I, I feel like when I was just coming by there and just starting to work there you were I don't know if you gave off this quality but you were sort of you're helpfully helpful. uh given you were given this quality of a nurturing yeah. person. Aw, thanks. And I, I think you, I have think a you big are sister a nurturing person. For sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That makes up for and calling at, me old. Yes. I, <laughs> I, I did not say <laughs> an older relative, if you notice. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, I, but I would say, like, I feel like some people might. Do you feel like people tried to put that on you? Um, yeah, I mean, (laughs) I, but I don't think it also wasn't there. That was too many negatives in one sentence, but you know what I mean? Like I, I am someone who, uh, generally is empathetic towards others. And I do have sort of this like sense of like justice and wanting what's right for people. And then I think that combined with how very comfortable I felt at the store, which is not always a good thing, but I felt very comfortable there. I think somehow that combines into like, oh, this is my older sister who's going to look out for me. And then it's like a, a virtuous cycle of like, oh, yeah, I I am that person. Mm-hmm. I do like looking out mm-hmm. for people. You have this your gives people. gives me a you know? feeling. Yeah. Like, who are your guys? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, L Money from way Yes, back. that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the old, the old homie yeah uh, yeah I because you also you also housed people oh yeah like uh, comedy uh, you know brethren and sisters of ours I did uh, I've tr- I'm probably more brethren than sisters I'm sure more way more because most women know how to actually take care of themselves and do things like find apartments and pay rent yeah and <laughs> <laughs> I, I think three people who were any who were like full-time not at the same time two at the same time though at one point um who really were like living with me for a period of time and then i also had various people 
And some of those, some of the short-term people were women. So sometimes someone needed like a week in between apartments or... These were all non-paying guests, I assume. Uh, some of them paid me a few. I, what they I could. Was, yeah, I was a very pay-what-you-want, mm-hmm. uh, pay-what-you-can mm-hmm. kind of a landlord. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, I would be like, hey, if you've got it, a couple hundred bucks a, every a month would be great. A silent auction apartment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and some months we didn't, we didn't give away any of the prizes. <laughs> <laughs> Except they got to live there, so that's fine for them. Exactly, yeah. they got to they got to live under my dining room table. Wow, was that where it was? <laughs> that was one of the things. So the first, uh, I mean, it was Comedy Tony Hinchcliffe. Sucks. I'm not, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I'm like hiding uh, identities. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna just like not say. It was Tony Hinchcliffe was the first person who lived with mm-hmm. me after he and Esther broke up, and oh, yeah. um, literally that's he funny. lived on an air mattress underneath my dining room table because I. It was a one bedroom. It wasn't a big apartment. And right. so that was where he mm-hmm. lived. Yeah. I uh, I have toured through um, apartments where I've had people over to either the apartment that Luke and I lived in or um, you know, past apartments. And uh, sometimes a f- my friend Toby would come in and say like, oh, this this closet could you know sleep two comedians. That's that. That's like a unit of measurement, like stones or palms, exactly, <laughs> or cubits. This horse is this three is two comedians, comedians wide. Do they do palms yeah. or is it hands? I'm smarter um, than Stu. Or uh, from what I've heard, because I remember someone asking me about a cubit. Yeah, he's gonna uh, know. A, a, it's a hands cubit, high. I think is seven well, palms. I don't think so. But you measure okay. a horse with hands, can, uh, and you measure a car with horses, and you park in the driveway. Um, well uh, amy will never book me (laughs) (laughs) and um so i think i went to well um, well amy used before you know pre-covid pandemic remember that um mm -hmm. was a very successful and good two different things but both true (laughs) successful and good booker of new york comedy club and I, i hit you up for spots there and you gave me uh, pretty good, like good spots, and I think you gave me a better spot after you saw me do well in a mediocre spot. So I was like, "Oh, cool, yeah, this is good." <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I went because I think it been like two years since you'd seen me or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I and get it. At first, I it was great because I, as much as the owners are like probably the least monstrous owners I've ever met in comedy. You know what I mean? Like everyone who owns a comedy so club still is a kind fucking of bad. monster. <laughs> I mean, they're not perfect yeah. people. I am a perfect yeah. person. They are not me. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. Right? Uh, Hire perfect <laughs> people. You That's do? what you're gonna do. <laughs> and uh, you know what? It, you know, you think perfect is you is is my point. Mm. Um, yeah. But so the owner, one of the owners, had been the booker until they were successful enough to hire me as an extra, not an extra, but you know, an outside booker who was not also the owner and the whatever um but they they had a background in comedy they were selling tickets um in times square they're those that's guys what i that did. come up to you in times square yeah and i did it for so al they martin. knew comedians in a roundabout way <laughs> they did it for al martin too. yeah and uh <laughs> so they knew comedians and uh stuff like that but also because they're a sales team emilio is a sucker for the sell you could send him the most clearly piece of bullshit email. This is going somewhere back to you, Luke. I sort of got Hell yeah. Uh, that you read it and you're like, this kid's full of shit. And he would buy it hook, line, and sinker. So the first, I don't know, six months to a year, I would be, he would forward these crazy emails. He got of like, I am a regular at the comedy store, the ice house, the laugh factory, and the improv. And I'd be like, I have never heard of this name before. That means they've done three bringer shows. Mm-hmm. I am absolutely not booking them at the club. We barely have enough spots for the comedians we have. Yeah. And he goes, no, they sound very successful. And I'm like, they're they're not. I'm telling you. They were on Mike Hughes' show at a coffee shop yesterday. That's how wow, successful. Michael you know what I mean? Like, they're not. Three bringer shows at four comedy clubs. Yeah, exactly. And so there was a period of time where, and I was going back and forth to L.A. a lot, too, at first. So I knew everyone coming from L.A., and I kind of knew where their levels were, and that was pretty easy. And then I was just gone long enough that now I don't know. I have to actually, like ask people like hey is this person actually work at the store or are they a bringer and even people i knew really well as comedians there i have to kind of do that i'm like all right i'm gonna give you a guest spot on a tuesday Mm -hmm. because 
uh, I got all these other people I would yeah, like I'm to sure stage time too, but I love you. comedians as well, yeah, that are also Yeah, and it's very... like, but I love you and I want to do something yeah. for you. But then it is the thing where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's been four years. You're four years better than you used <laughs> yeah. to be. Let's get you a better spot. Yeah, hey, thanks. <laughs> yeah, God willing. Yeah. God willing. Yeah. <laughs> Which has been great, honestly. Like that's I, I always say, you never notice how good your friends are getting in comedy. The same way you never notice how, your hair growing because you see it every day. Yeah, and that's yeah. been like a super fun thing of switching coasts because I do now, sadly, not get to see people for six months, a year, two years, sometimes at a time, and then so you get to see all that growth at once. Like I remember the first time Fahim came out to New York. I've always loved Fahim. He's amazing. But I just was like, oh, bro, you leveled up. Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. But I would probably not have noticed it incrementally if I was still seeing him four or five times a week at the store. Right. Yeah. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, Fahim Anwar, friend of the show, uh, please Everyone go, knows uh, who, he's, uh, listen who he and, is, and no one's yeah. listening anyway. Who can, you don't have to explain <laughs> anything. <laughs> did I get a genuine spit take from Amy? You oh, did. wow. <laughs> yeah, it's just ta- it's time so for sad steps. that no one's going to hear this. I'm so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Well, uh, yeah, I have always uh you know i've never envied the the job of a booker and i've you know i've seen you know different bookers in different contexts and it seems, seems like a way to get popular without wanting to yeah it's that is a fantastic description actually <laughs> yeah but sorry seriously no i i probably I going for a more real it's, point it's, yeah it's like being a write-in candidate uh, for an election and then winning. Yeah. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, it's the Donald Trump of it. Like, I did not expect this to actually <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because it is, it like, it, it changes your relationship to people, you know, because people, <laughs> I find myself having to yell at people for doing things I always used to do. You know, like, I don't, I think we're past the statute of limitations and nobody who could, press these charges is listening but do you know how many beers i stole out of the fridge at the comedy store one? <laughs> yes just one just that yeah. one time. just one and like I saw, now I, you I know look- a you know a bartender not to be named from the comedy store but he's you know big and has red hair um <laughs> and a big beard um he he sometimes like drunkenly stumble out with like a case of 24 over his shoulder and then like i'd be standing there and he'd go i'd do a big cartoon <laughs> and i'm like i'm not yeah, the I only know. one in the park like the manager see you do this yeah, it's, like, you- it's whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it is what it was what it was. Yeah. Uh I'm sure it's tightened up now. But yeah, I've literally had to like give slap on the wrist like, "Okay, you're not getting booked for another month because I just saw you steal beer out of the fridge." Wow. Like yeah. it's wild. And uh and the same and it, but then it goes the other way too of like, you know, I've always most of my friends are comedians, you know, and I've always been very friendly and I feel like I've had genuine friendships with with numerous people. And then it got to a point where I was like, "Oh, I I have no idea if this person is my actual friend or is just blowing smoke up my ass right now. I like, I like I've made very few new friends since becoming the booker because I just don't really think anyone trying to be my friend now actually wants to be my friend. When you're trying to keep that gate open and closed on certain (laughs) people. (laughs) Well, and it sucks too because then sometimes like there's people that you love so much and then you realize like, oh, they just don't work in this club because every club has a different... Mm -hmm personality to it and a different kind of audience and then it turns into a whole thing where oh now we're not friends anymore because i'm not booking Uh. you even though i've like explained to you i think you're fantastic it's just not working here didn't you feel how awful these last three sets were and yeah i know you're brilliant so it's you know what i mean there's like all that and you gave them three sets (laughs) yeah as a comic i think the equivalent to that is if you meet someone like whether it's in line at a mic or like you're you're you know, they're just hanging out at the same club or show or whatever, and you get to talking, you just, like, met them for the first time, you really like them, and you think they're funny, and then, like, four months later, you, it, like, you see them go up, you're like, oh, they're bad, they're, I can't be friends with them, they're, like, really bad at comedy, <laughs> and these are, like, racist jokes? I didn't know they were, like, ra- like, yeah, it's a very weird thing when you find out <laughs> people are bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can't. It's hard to you know gauge that. Do you find yourself being more aloof when you are? Oh yeah, definitely. Like I in do. The comedy community. Oh, Talking okay. to our guest, Luke. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Amy, do you find yourself like evading situations yeah. when you normally hang around? I used to. I mean, from you were a hangout guy. You were one of the, yeah. Yeah, I I went to every comedian's birthday party from 2010 to 2016. <laughs> I guarantee it. If you were a comedian yeah. and you had a birthday party, I was fucking That's there. That's awesome. I right. uh, probably have been to four since then. Because, and most of those were, I showed up really late an hour before the bar was going to close, and it's the bar that's down the street from the club that I was going to go to anyway, so it was sort of like, all right, well, most of the people will be gone. Because even if it's someone I really like, uh, you know, then their friends and those friends' friends are going to be there, and I have never made it through a birthday party without at least three people who don't work at the club coming up and starting to be like hey how do i get in i sent you an email about auditioning and i'm like did you get the email i sent back to you yeah okay that's the nothing <laughs> we have corresponded that's that's, that's answer. it <laughs> asked and answered you got it yeah or just you know i'll also i would just be like bro we're i know like our social lives and our work lives are completely entangled so it's hard to say but i'm like i'm very drunk it's 1.45 in the morning. Why are you trying to talk business with me? I'm just trying to take shots mm-hmm. with Sean. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, the comic's like, she's almost, she's halfway to where I need her to be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to give me a yes. To give me, to say, come in on uh-huh. Tuesday. I know, and then I want to be like, you understand, we've also reached the point now where I will not remember anything that happens from now until tomorrow morning. Doesn't matter mm-hmm. what I say I record everything You'll on my phone. You'll show up on Tuesday. <laughs> I have a video of, <laughs> yeah. Amy signing yeah. some papers. Yeah, Luke's, <laughs> Luke, <laughs> Luke's the Watergate of comedy. <laughs> Watergate. Okay. Watergate keeper. Anyway, I'm, these are just good riffs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah and I, I mean, I don't want to like be like, oh, poor me. Because like, I, I have plenty of friends. I have a perfectly fine social life. Well, not this year, but that's nobody. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, it, it's also for the other side of it of like, I don't. I don't want there to be perception. I mean, like, there's the people I like the best. Like, I'm a human and that's just how it is. But, like, I don't want people to start being like, oh, I saw you at karaoke with those people and I saw them on the lineup this week. So that's the answer is you only book people who do karaoke with you when Uh those two, like, might be just unrelated, you know, coincidences. Well, it's a coincidence that I'm friends with the funniest people. It's like, I have good taste, and it's like, yeah, I do. So I'm. why would I hang out with bad comedians? Yeah, why would I go to karaoke with shitty hats, you know? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's like they have a beautiful voice. That's, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't get away. (laughs) Stuart, what now? um, I was going to say, how do you, um, how do you separate that? Like, how do you, like, do you partition your life more? Yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. It's like it's all a work in progress of I think I swung pretty hard that way at first because it was just so overwhelming that I was like, okay, no new friends. I don't socialize with comics anymore. The staff are now my best friends. I mean, I was already friends with them anyway, but like the staff is always the cool thing to be friends with literally anywhere, though. Yeah, I like at any store or bar bar I go to. Yeah. Yeah. The bartender's my best friend there, not the regulars at a bar or anywhere like so much that's uh, yeah yeah i mean honestly the pandemic is hard for me <laughs> okay can everyone just yeah. get on and just, board okay yeah. it's it's we're, my we're pandemic really. that i'm experiencing <laughs> damn <laughs> pandemic i love me. i love being a fun alcoholic because i wasn't i'm i wasn't ever a problem pro i had a problem but i wasn't a problem and but like usually the third or fourth shot at even a new bar i was like free i would always get like yeah yeah, it was just uh, like uh, bartenders know when someone is can handle Mm -hmm. their shit and is like yeah it's i felt i felt happy getting those that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a pre-punched loyalty card. Like exact they know I'm coming back for ten more Here's your free one yeah. now. Yeah. Every sandwich is the 10th sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I don't drink enough for any bartender to feel like threatened by 
my consumption. So every one was the free one. It's like you, you, you drink once every other time here. Just take it. Yeah. <laughs> take Especially one for the road, being please. a comic at a bar where a bar show's going on. I, you still have that air of superiority. Like I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I might be on the show one day and you could still, <laughs> but you could still like say I'm a comedian and like walk back or get in for free or like whatever. That's, I love the access. What is your bars. favorite yeah. bars? Damn. <laughs> what's your favorite form of access that you have gotten from being a comedy adjacent mm. person? Comedy adjacent Ooh. to learn, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, honestly, this isn't just because I'm talking to you guys. It was sitting in the Mitzi seats at the comedy store almost every night for five years. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. was. Because it was still the dark times, mm-hmm. and it was weird and wild and different. But also, there were tremendous comedians there. And yeah. so I got, I mean, the amount of hours of free comedy I got. To, I got my 10,000 hours of watching comedy so I could become a booker in there, you know, like, mm-hmm. easily. And also just, you know, it was crazy, and I was stealing beer, and, yeah. you know. How long were fin- you working People there? were living on my couch. It was great. I only worked there for like less than yeah, a year. Yeah, I thought like maybe so. 10 we, we never overlapped. No, you were after mm-hmm. me. Um, but I just was there. You were you were I think you were <laughs> yeah. on the wane because you had you had already like done your 10,000 hours at that point. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't you, yeah. you were there yeah. Very possible. I mean, when did you you left in what year? Left New York? I left, mean, LA yeah. or left LA. the store? LA. Uh well, I moved in 2014, but I was back and forth quite a bit yeah. that whole year. I remember that was always fun when it's always fun when someone comes back after being away. But but like when someone's there every other day and like there's some people that want to give you like a big hug. And it's like, I saw you 14 hours ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. like it's good to see We're you, good. but I'm not excited. But like when someone comes back after two months, you're like, yeah, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that I would say the yeah, the every time I would sit in those back seats, especially like watching late night at the comedy store because that's usually when I had time as an employee to sit down or the room was emptied out and it was kind of where the capacity that I liked it to be. It wasn't like claustrophobically mm-hmm. full. Mm-hmm. That was it, that's a time that I I I miss late, thoroughly. Late night and, yelling at yeah. at people on the stage is always some of the best time just yelling. So good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, you know, there's these like master impressionists and then these people that are just trying that, you know, at the time that I first got to know you, Amy, there, I was like trying to figure out a way in to fit in because I had to be there a lot of the time. So I was like, I might as well try mm-hmm. to enjoy this witching hour. And, you know, it's it's this weird. Um, I mean, you could call it I feel like you could call it hazing to a degree because, mm-hmm. you know, that is. You, you could Who's just be, being hazed, though? Like the comedian on stage? No. no comedian on yeah. stage, well, new sometimes. employee. Yeah, new employee if they're working. Um, or someone who just, like, is... Or the or the audience member who is, you know, too stupid or too drunk to leave. <laughs> or excited about being there. There's some of those freaks That's true, that we that, got that were like, I actually like this. It's like, this is the most... <laughs> the saddest one of all. <laughs> this is... Excuse me. You're excused. Yes, it's fine. I would like. <laughs> it's what I would like to do. Whatever the comedian asks me to do at this hour. Hey, it's something to do. I will draw pictures on Ari Shafir's yeah. balls. I did. I. I, I it mean, was always impressive you... to see people from like get there. Like there were some people that from eight thirty stayed till three. Yeah. Sick. That was wild yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> Best fifteen dollars they yeah. ever spent. <laughs> They're like, I am getting my money's worth. Yeah, they, they have two Coca-Colas. <laughs> and they we sit there for yeah. seven hours. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah okay, so maybe they, spent, maybe they spent thir- you know, $30 yeah. at the most. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have something yeah. kind of like that that we do. We, we, call it, we literally call it late night where younger comics get to go on and do five-minute sets um, past the mic style at the end of the last show of the night. And mm-hmm. basically, we tell the audience, like, hey, we're That's about to transition, great. but I we don't, that. like, exactly tell them the show is over and it's time to leave. But, like, they start getting their checks. So they do. It's Most people yeah. at some point are like, oh, I'm allowed to leave if I want totally. to. And 
Yeah. It's kind of your job. I, that's a very as the store comic. way of like a store kind of you took it from and, and it's helping pe- like yeah. young comics. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and it's good, too, because they're more I mean, like I watch it and that's kind of how I see people grow. I don't watch it every day because I don't want to freak people out. But like uh, they are also like beholden to each other because there's eight guys after you. And if you fucking bomb and everybody and you yeah. lock the room, you'll get you ruined at. it for yeah. everybody. Um, but my favorite thing is there are some nights where it's going not good. Like people are just, tr- you know, like whatever the order is. Sometimes I can tell the manager, I let the managers make the order out of it. Like I pass who's allowed to sign up, but the manager makes the order. Uh, so it's kind of like mm, potluck actually. Yeah. Um, and they, sometimes I can like be like, oh, you want to go home early tonight. I see who you put number two. That's I so see what's funny. happening like, here. Th- these are some people that will walk the crowd. Yeah. But then they don't, yeah. and it's cr- and it's always foreigners who are too polite to like. They're like, "We have the check, mm-hmm. and we have paid our waitress, <laughs> but he is still talking." Do we? Yeah. Oh gosh! And I just want to. And then say, we always realize it when they're leaving, yeah. and it's like, "Oh, you don't speak English." And, I mean, I don't know what you <laughs> yeah. were doing here yeah. in the first place if you don't speak English. So thanks, I guess. It was a great Jamaican yeah, accent. Trying by to... the way. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're trying to make sense of a person whose name is an acronym. I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, the improv started doing that. Yeah, uh, that was one of the better uh, things last year. Yeah, and it was a it was a really nice way for you guys like Luke and me to, you know, in addition to doing our our talk show there to which was already late to actually (laughs) already already last year. We were already there. You might as well throw us up on a yeah. Yeah, might as well throw us up on another show. Uh, just keep it after eleven. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a great way to like try to. I don't think either Stuart or I have. I mean, we, we can, but we don't have after eleven energy all the time. Like, like on a show. <laughs> no, <laughs> we um, don't like to punish I think anybody. Yeah, I I definitely I, like I definitely don't like making fun of someone for like getting up to either leave or go to the bathroom because yeah. like I've been there too and I'm also a terrible audience member. <laughs> I will credit you Amy with this. You are a fantastic oh God. one of the best one of the iconic member. laughs in comedy. <laughs> for sure. I get messages from people who are like, "Hey, I was just listening to Kyle Kinane's second album. Were you at the yeah, recording?" Awesome. And I'm like, "Yep, yes, I yeah, was." If, yeah, <laughs> if I'm ever having like a big like set for something, I want I want you there. That's good. Oh, yeah. And it's not yeah, a bad yeah, laugh either. Which is some people when they're distinctive laughs. It's it's borderline. Some people are not. There's into a couple it. people. Like, I mean, Jessica Wellington has a laugh that I wish she like. She's a great person. And everything. I wish she never experienced joy again to not hear that laugh. It was just. It was really <laughs> bad. Bad times. Too mean. I had one in Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I was do- I was doing the punchline, and there was this woman in the front row who had this like piercing shriek laugh that it's one of those laughs when you hear it like other people are laughing and they're just like whoa 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 <laughs> and it, it's one of those things that like as a comedian it's like it's, a gift and a I curse. Think it's one of the last <laughs> it's one of those last things that I feel like comedians don't quite know how to work out there isn't like a systemized way to figure it out because um, everything needs to be system, you know, like you want to give them credit it's processing center <laughs> Yeah, I got I gotta have a program for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I wanna I wanna acknowledge it, like, cause whoa, what the fuck? But <laughs> but but man, it's like you gotta say something. Laughing. Yeah, yeah, it's not like a real heckler where like mm-hmm. you need the audience to turn on them. You actually want the audience to do what they're doing, but it's also disruptive. I mean, the standard hacky stuff is be like everyone needs to get on board with what she's doing. Like, I'll have what she's get her a drink. You know, like. Yeah, my I rides mean, I here. Ha- I have sometimes, cha- <laughs> I have challenged audience members like, "Yo, if you all can laugh like yeah, this person, exactly. like, I'll give you my pay for tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it'll be worth mm-hmm. it. Just for the just for the video. I'm everyone trying to get of this, gets this one sixteenth of a chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, although sometimes I'm not a good audience member. 
kind of sometimes because of that, because my laugh is like too much. Brody, actually, I remember distinctly Get yelling out at of me the room. from <laughs> the stage of the improv of Amy, you're laughing too hard. Uh, this is a terrible impression. I should not do, even try. Uh, you're confusing the rest of the audience. <laughs> I don't. Uh, he would always say, like, there's comics Arrogant. in the back watching. I'm not telling you my secrets. <laughs> exactly. yeah, get out of but here I d- but I do sometimes laugh half a second too soon you know what I mean like because I know where this joke is mm. going before you've finished the uh. syllable my brain runs on this all the time I don't need that second and a half after you finish saying the whole word of your, that's the last word of your punchline or whatever is the keyword. Mm-hmm for my brain to process that's the funny part but everyone else this is maybe the first time they've ever gone to a comedy show they've had a few drinks it's got to go through their brain and do all the right it's exactly and occasionally like i i know this about myself so i try to kind of like start slow laughing now and then i can let it out when everybody else is caught up but i've done it a couple of times and i've done it on zoom shows since the pandemic started where i'm like oh i just ruined that because i laughed one second too soon and it confused everybody because their brain hadn't finished processing it yet. God damn it. You're like the flint. The what? You're like the flint you're like the flint that oh. people use to ignite yeah. laughter mm-hmm. and in a dirty crowd. Yeah. And that's that was what <laughs> yeah. I was concerned you were saying. I was like, a terrible city? What's happening here? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That so I light things funny. on fire that shouldn't be on fire? I don't know where we're going. You were you so New York Comedy Club was getting I mean, it was when I when I first was in New York, was it was the third tier <laughs> club of Al Martin's trio. If lucky, of, of, oh, yeah, of his third trio tier of Al Martin, it, it was like yes. the lowest level of his thing. He he sold mm-hmm. that one right and kept the other two. New York, yeah. So he still got the other. Yeah, two. that yeah. New York Comedy Club was yeah. No one there was no foot traffic, so no one sold around there. Um, I was barking for Broadway Comedy Club. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they, they're great. Um, <laughs> again, we have no listeners. I'm not worried. Um, so yeah, but yeah, New York comedy club, no one ever made it down. I didn't know anyone oh, who like garbage. played there. I know more people who would go to danger fields than would go to yeah. NYCC. I went, there, I went there one time when I first moved there, it was still owned by Al. Um, and it was I, I was like, oh, I'm never coming back here again. It's it's really surprisingly it was the fucking worst. Yeah, it's it's it was terrible. <laughs> but it's the the room itself is like both good and bad. It's like shop, short and like it it yeah. but it holds enough people that it gets alive. But there's that pole in the middle yep. and like it's sort of. But I mean, the, the squareness of it is pretty nice. I like that. Yeah, the square and the low, the low ceiling, ceiling, it's like a fucking yeah. kill box. Like, when things start going, oh, my God. And you go up, do is... you go upstairs to get in it? No, just no, a ramp. This is, it's also, I think it's, yeah, there's a slight, slight ramp. ramp. It's yeah. the only comedy club, I think, in the city whose showroom is actually at a higher elevation than the entrance. People, every other comedy club, you have to go downstairs into That's the basement. That's so funny. Floor. Yeah. And I can always tell someone who's never been to the club when they're checking in because they go, do we go downstairs? And I'm like, if you'd like to clean out the soda machine, mm-hmm. uh, like there's nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fair assumption, I guess, for. The, yeah. yeah, I I, I have this theory that comedy is better if it's if you either go up or downstairs. Yeah, because yeah. there's a, ju- yeah, a journey. It's kind of like it. a yeah. secret speakeasy sort of vibe. Yeah, I like that. But New York yeah. Comedy Club, I think. Ha- well, we've, got, we've got a very long, narrow. That's hallway, what I think. So I think, hell, it's, I think it it's counts. a narrow, dark hallway that really mm-hmm. changes the vibe from the bar to the showroom. So I think that's a that's a plus yeah. in the plus column. Yeah, you're you're going to the back. It's so still, it's still that, the back of something. Definitely. Yeah, there's a. There's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, journey, yeah. A comedy club uh, where you walk in, you're just kind of there is not. Yeah. Always great. Yeah, it could go either way. But then also, too, it's a little bit I, I don't I don't actually know if this is good or bad, but like you're seeing you're, you might be seeing the previous show and it could like all it's almost like ruins the magic of like now I'm in the showroom and this is my show that I came to mm-hmm. watch. Right. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah. It, it doesn't separate the audience from the outside. Yeah. You're still like the same person as opposed to an audience member when you yeah. join the. Yeah. God, so smart. how much can we credit you with turning around 
New York Comedy Club. Because um, since Luke and I have been there, it under your booking, it's been fantastic. Uh, I mean, the new owners hiring I've been there. is one of, I mean, the best move <laughs> they could have made is like, I mean, yeah. I'm gonna, so how much of this is you? I'll, I, I guess I would say maybe 40% direct credit, but then like indirect, it could get pretty high. Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, Andrew Tomlinson, who is the general manager, is a the fucking best. At, like, I've thought about this many times over the years of like what, you know, how things have improved. And I had anyone else been the GM that I know to be working anywhere else who are competent and great and whatever, like he was perfect. Like, so he's got to get a bunch of credit for it too of, you know, the two of us being able to work with the on the ground stuff together. And then the, you know, like the credit I'll take for it is that I am as a, our friend Bronston likes to say a cunt about comedy. So (laughs) I, I got to work raising the bar of who was performing there. I got to work pushing out bringer shows as fast as I possibly could without us going completely broke. Um, I got very shitty and picky about who got to produce a show there. Good. I pushed as hard as I can to have house shows as you know, that I booked myself as much as possible. And these are all the right things. Yeah, so... Yep, all the right moves. So I did all that, but also... So here's where the indirect part comes in, and I, I don't know where to put the percentage, is is the comics. Do you know what I mean? Like, the comics did so much for us. Be, and it's, you know, again, I'll take some credit because they were inclined to do stuff for us because I... Also, I pushed up their pay. Uh, there's been two pay raises since I started. Um, you know, we try to make things run on time so you can... Because in New York, you know, you get to do like oh, eight God, spots in a night. Oh, God, what a minute they have there. So that was like a, a huge change. And again, thanks to Andrew that we really started working on is these shows need to start on time. They need to end on time and they need to run on time mm-hmm. because if I fuck you up by 12 minutes, that's a whole spot you just missed. I just, I lost you mm-hmm. money and stage Especially time if you missed the we train that you behind. were counting on and like, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Totally. Or, yeah, all right, you're going to get an Uber, effect. but now you're stuck because there's traffic mm-hmm. at Central Park. You know, like there's just too, it's, it's just rude. When I was visiting, comics. I did a, I, I mean classic new york i had two spots can you imagine Ooh. and uh but oh. it was at like uh i think this stand and nycc and i felt so cool running between both of them i was like i'm a friggin yeah. dude you know yeah. yeah it was great yeah it's a nice feeling but the comics really you know because the comics enjoy working here and they wanted you know it to be more successful and have more better audience and all that kind of stuff they did so much of the work for us in the sense of promotion. Do you know what I mean? Like one Instagram story from Ronnie Chang is worth 10,000 tweets and email blasts, you know, and just even all the comments. And then it's been nice too, because a lot of the comics over the four year, four year, five, I don't know how long I've been there, uh, have gone from people who just like were hard workers, good, funny people into people who are draws because they have a worldwide podcast or, Mm. you know, they've already Mm. had a special come out. And those people are really loyal and they just, you know, even when they were in that middle tier of like, I've got a podcast, a lot of people listen to it. It's not huge, but it's got loyal followings. Mm -hmm. They tell people, yeah, come like if someone asked, hey, do you have a spot tonight? Of course they did. They had three or four, but they tell them to come to New York Comedy Club because they knew they'd be treated well as an audience. They were going to have a good time. The the rest and also the rest of the show was going to be good. It wasn't going to be me and four stinkers. Yeah, I do. You know, I will tell people like even like, you know, friends visiting town or whatever is like, when can we come see you? And I was like, well, you know, I'm on a show. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it sucks to tell people to come to like see a bad show. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's like there's there's eight shows a year that I really would like people to come to. Uh, most of them are the talk show. The other couple yeah. are like stand-up shows that I, you know, I know I could, you know, get a cut of the of the ticket sale or something like that. And after I that, should it's be just extremely like, popular. You know, do I don't you know want. what the deal is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, and now New York Comedy Club has a second location as of last year, right? Yeah, it would be. No, it would have been two years old this august mm-hmm. uh except that nothing is real anymore wow <laughs> right That's, what is time uh, and, what a and way there to are no up. comedy clubs <laughs> yeah nothing so, is so real it, do you s- <laughs> i think everyone is <laughs> oh, everything is super that. real <laughs> oh i know oh, nothing is real <laughs> wow 
in two ways to look at it. Do you <laughs> do you still have uh, ownership of the second location? Yeah. So when we got the second location, we went back and forth about a lot of things. Like at one point, we were going to call it something different. Um, but we decided it's two, it's just two locations of New York comedy club and we run it kind of like the store, basically. Like we treat it like it's two showrooms of the same club, mm. um, right. outside of clearly, you know, we don't I thought make you were staff make run. It seem like La Jolla, but no, it's like uh, original no. room and main room. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like the original Got room it. and the main room. So, cool. uh, Andrew is the GM of everything. I was the booker of everything. Mm-hmm. Obviously we don't make staff run from a single bar to both, uh, showrooms but all the staff there's very few staff members who only work at one location in the course of you know a given week so yeah and then same you know same roster same Mm -hmm. same same yeah and so that that must give you more opportunities to give comics a shot Mm -hmm. or or give the comics that are already there more shots yeah uh to improve and you know show you what they can do is are the rooms the same size are they like carbon copies each other or is it really like a original room main room thing where one's much bigger it's it's actually you know what a good a thing would be like if the if original 24th street new york comedy club was the belly room and mm-hmm. uh size wise at least mm-hmm. and then the new yeah. location is the original room okay because it's not okay. none of them seat 300 people you know like neither yeah. of them is big yeah. but the new location is about like one and a half times bigger than the original but then beyond yeah. that, we did everything we could to make it as similar as possible. Like, same black walls, same chairs, same tables. I'm sorry, how far away is it again? It's 20 blocks. Okay. That's, that's It's that's also, a it's amazing. Bad. It's literally 20 blocks. It's on the exact same, you know, like, east-west block on 4th mm-hmm. Street and on 24th Street. Oh, interesting. That's wow. great. Does it yeah. have a similar so it's, address? It's, like uh, number no, weirdly, no, it doesn't because oh. you're getting down into the village where the streets are all oh, weird. Oh, God, the village. There are um, a bunch of freakos down there. <laughs> <laughs> Extra now. But um, it's super easy because people go to the wrong location all the time. And it's so great to just be mm-hmm. like, oh, literally go to that corner, get in an Uber, go down 20 blocks, you're there. You don't mm-hmm. have to like yeah. go into a hole uh, and then turn here and you mm-hmm. aren't from here. So you don't know the difference between a street and an avenue. Ah. Yeah. God, those and- tourists. They don't know jack about my city, my <laughs> New York. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, that's that's so amazing because I know you know, in this time where a lot of comedy things have grown, it's so amazing that you know New York comedy could be a part of that expansion and that you know just to and for you to get to expand your your ability to show your taste mm-hmm. in comedy because your taste is quite refined and and that's not blowing smoke you you've proved it you've, mm-hmm. you've got you've got you booked the, me. The, the time under your belt yeah yeah <laughs> so and you booked me too uh, so well, like you know, you know no one's it's, perfect it's, uh, we all right hey that's a little uh a little rude uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay but uh <laughs> but but yeah i think you know not a lot of people get to and not a lot of comics, no matter how funny they are, get to, you know, expand like that in such a tangible way um, after such a, you know. What are you saying? You know, not What's a lot going on time. right now? <laughs> She's done. Just, she, I'm saying Amy's done a lot. Great. Not a lot of time. That is a good way of saying it. <laughs> Whatever, Luke. No, I mean, it really, I, I couldn't have asked for more because it was like I got in on the ground floor. Things were so new because I'm also the director of operations. So I have all kinds of. Uh, influence over like behind non-comedian specific stuff of just like Mm. hey this is how you answer the phone and this is what you do when people say this and like I train all the phone people and all that kind of jazz and literally like put my stamp on something so much and that the owners for the most part like kind of let me do what I want like I'm sure if they disagreed with you they would stop you but you seem to be making good decisions (laughs) so it's fine yeah exactly it's whatever yeah I mean like we did have a screaming fight about one bringer producer in particular but other than that like yeah for the most part it's pretty easy to come to a a consensus on things yeah and that's one promoter it's not yeah it's not how to do things it's one promoter yeah yeah (laughs) I picture the argument being, I hate this bringer producer. No, I hate them more. And that's the screaming <laughs> argument. <laughs> no, we need to not work so with them. We, no, we need agree. to not work with them and hurt them. 
Uh, Amy, this has been uh, so lovely to catch up with you. I know, it's been um, a delight. Yeah, and uh, we we really appreciate you being here. And I, I know... It's been a long time um, mm-hmm. since I've been have been to New York, and hopefully, um, when this is, over, I haven't we'll been flying be recently. A lot of actually, over there. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's just me. I'm a hero. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a boat through the Panama Canal to make sure it's safe. And, uh, Amy, so so we're we're signing off uh, soon. Um, I would I would ask you to plug your you know your hand your social media is pretty like it's good. It's and it's fun. Yeah. Uh, if you want to plug that, and and then it's also my birthday, so you have to say two nice things about me. Oh, all right. Is it really your mm-hmm. birthday, or do you say this to everybody? No, it okay. is my birthday today. No, this yeah. is really. Oh, happy birthday, Sagittarius. Capricorn. Um, sorry, I'm... it doesn't matter. Oh, are we already to fucking Capricorn? Jesus. It Christ. also See, is fake, nothing so is real. it doesn't matter. Time doesn't matter. Yeah, no, neither do um... astrological signs. <laughs> and don't say that's so Capricorn. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, social media is comedy, group, comedy groupie, comedy with a Y, groupie with an I-E. Yes. Um, and that's Twitter, Instagram, I don't know, wherever. I, I hate Facebook, so mm-hmm. go, to, go to town liking that page. I'll never post anything there again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. And all right, two nice things about Luke. Um, yeah, you were not a pro- you had a problem, but you were not a problem drinker. I was so surprised right? to find out that you got sober because I was like, I always enjoyed Luke's company and he never tried sober. to fight anyone. Wait, you didn't? No. I'm ju- Aren't you sober? No, I just can handle my shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just we got had your a, shit we, together. We had a good time in New York. We went. We, oh, yeah. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. That's we right. drank a lot <laughs> in New York. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I thought you'd gotten sober in the meantime. It's, but anyway. Maybe because I've. Uh, trimmed up then that's that is my uh that is my compliment to you you appear to have have gotten sober (laughs) i haven't so i mean that just proves how good of a person i am i guess exactly (laughs) emphasis on the i guess (laughs) amy this has been so good thank you for coming on our stupid fucking podcast uh we love you And, uh, you know, bye, what the fuckers. Yeah, bye, bye.